Welcome back to Order Revolution. My name is Shizzy on this channel to recover the entire Bitcoin ecosystem. What is up, guys? We have another amazing show for you guys today. Today, we're bringing you 100X Shaman. You know him by another name on, on Twitter, but uh, YouTube won't, won't like us for saying it. But uh, um, we had a really good show. We're going to get into his background. We're going to get into his crypto journey. We're going to get into uh, the, uh, the, the Benjis, man, which are actually pretty amazing. Can't really get into that. See a lot of PFPs with the with the Benji on it. So can't wait to get into the, the everything with that. And then uh, we're going to get into some TA stuff. So that should be really fun. He's gonna really going to break us down what he thinks is going to happen with Bitcoin next. So we can kind of get a feel for what's going to happen with ordinals. Can you see the, the big guy move? You know, you have, you'll have an idea what to do with your ordinals. So we're going to get into all that. So without further ado, let me bring in my partner. As always, Mr. Iago B. What's up, buddy? Good morning, GM. Good morning. Good morning. So it's Sunday morning for us today. Um, we we talked about having some some TA analysts when we had Chris I IMSO. He did a great job. He kind of really uh, showed us, uh, told us a lot. And then he was right about almost everything. So I think uh, potentially we could have the same thing happen with Shaman here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Shaman's a, a great guy. He's been in the community for a while. I remember uh, I first met him in like one of our, I want to say it was like a, one of our like first like five spaces or something. He jumped in and kind of explained the Benjis and and a little bit of his experience. And then I got to know him through the base community and, and just really down to earth dude that knows his TA. And so, yeah, I'm excited to kind of, I haven't heard like in depth, in depth of, of his, his uh, background. In terms of yeah. you know crypto and all that stuff so i'm excited to hear that and then excited to learn from uh his ta session later on today definitely and uh he um he, he has a space i think like i i want to say every morning he does with a lot of uh ta guys in there and i i'm not a big ta guy i don't i don't trade with leverage i kind of just buy and hold but it's nice to hear like their 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 ideas and like their with what they're thinking about the market and stuff which really helps because these guys really study charts so i'd like to do do that and if you guys are interested the look out for his spaces uh most mornings but without further ado let's bring in the man himself shaman welcome to ordinal revolution sir good morning gentlemen how we doing good happy, hey, man. thanks, happy thanks for joining happy yeah. sunday thanks thanks for joining us so early yeah absolutely thanks for having me yeah man so, like uh, on the show, we like to really dig into um, people's backgrounds. If you kind of give us your background, maybe before crypto, that would be awesome. Um, well, without getting too specific, I mean, I yeah, was just specific. total total normie. Um, but I got into uh, crypto in 2017. Uh, fairly early that year, I got um, a phone call from a friend of mine, and he's like, "I got this, um, you know, this this." This company I'm working, this project I'm working at, uh, I think it'll be a good investment. He tells me a little bit about uh, Ethereum um, and how it had, you know, it had just broken like a hundred dollars, I think, and um, that was like a big deal. And uh, and I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, whatever, man. And so like I put a little bit of money into that, didn't really think much of it, and then um, about six months later, it had ballooned up to a pretty decent amount in the five figures and i'm like oh okay this is interesting and like, i'd only put in like a few hundred dollars um so that that kind of caught my attention and i had some uh i had some other friends who had put in thousands of dollars so they were up like in the six figures and i'm like oh shit, i gotta figure out how to catch up with these guys and so that's kind of what got me into um exploring uh trading to begin with and um and 
yeah i just i sort of just took to it like a duck to water and um and i uh and i started i didn't really know much about charts i didn't really even care about ta at at the time i was more like what's the use case uh you know thinking about like the fundamentals and like and like oh i could see that being used for like whatever whatever different projects and you know in 2017 it was kind of you you know uh i was lucky in the sense that you kind of couldn't be wrong uh for, for most of that year if you bought into something and just held it you, you did all right um but i just kind of got a feel for like the normal ranges of like i don't know 20 or 30 of like sort of the top coins and i just started trading them like when they would go you know below below the the sort of normal price range that i i would see i would buy i would buy them and when they went above it i would i would sell them and i just kind of flipped back and forth and i did pretty well um and then in early 2018 i um i actually got like a i got a chance to work at a at a crypto company um basically just as like an analyst uh, accountant type thing help help them with like uh the custodial side of stuff like paying out paying out tokens to 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 employees and stuff like that more like operations type stuff um but that sort of got me out of the um you know, normal employment into sort of crypto. And then, um, yeah, over the past, uh, so I guess it's been, if it's 23, it's what's six years. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so over the past, I, past uh, six years, I went into business uh, for myself doing some some consulting type type stuff for different projects um and then just in the past year um i sort of started i just started to really grind on the twitter on the twitter side of things trying to sort of make a uh you know i guess it for lack of a better word like an inf influencer type of uh, persona um it was kind of more as an experiment than anything to be honest and um and it just kind of took off i just was just sharing my sharing my uh my ta and stuff and following different coins and started to get um you know more uh opportunities uh, after like a few months of that and gaining some traction i started to get you know opportunities as like uh advisor on different projects and, and shit like that and and uh sorry, <laughs> sorry it's all good. um but um but yeah and then and then i um got into ordinals uh really kind of as a fluke like it was um i was on my friend uh shiny d's spaces like he would have me on just to like do a quick market review before his show and um tendy the topic of the, of the of the spaces that day was ordinals and tendy from the bitcoin frogs it was like at their height uh or their their first height at least <laughs> i was about to say because i think yeah. they're at their height right now <laughs> right, right he happened to be the guest on there like the main guest and um yeah it really just it what he was saying at the time uh it really resonated with me like i wasn't um really too into uh nfts prior to ordinals like at all um like i i dabbled a little bit in the ethereum side i didn't do I didn't do well. I basically, I did like, okay. Cause I was late to the party though. Like I, I came, it was like late 2021. And, um, I found like, uh, an old, old, uh, hardware wallet with some ICO coins that were like now worth a few grand. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll use this to, to mess around with NFTs. And like, I did okay, uh, for a little bit, but then, 
then I'm like, okay, now it's time to level up. And I basically bought the top trying to buy a bunch of rare stuff with mm. the profits I had from the initial flipping. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, but when, when Tendi was uh, on that, on that spaces, he was talking about like, um, you know, ordinals and how, and just sort of what makes them different from NFTs, sort of the, the permanence, immutability of it, the fact that they're on Bitcoin. Um, and then, you know, there was one phrase that he said, like scarce digital real estate that really, that really was like the light bulb. And I'm like, okay, this makes a lot of sense. And I could see, I could see the clear value prop, uh, the more that I, um, looked into it, you know, I mean, just like the, the biggest thing to me beyond just like the, um, beyond, um, you know, the immutability and the, in the actually being on chain, um, with the data, um, or the files, the art, whatever, um, is the the incentive the the incentive to miners long term? Um, I mean, we're seeing it now with the crazy with the crazy fees, right? Um, it appealed to me. It appealed to me at the time. I'm not I'm not loving it too much right now. Trying to move Bitcoin around, but um, but a common question uh, people who aren't into crypto uh, once they get if they get far enough to understand you know the block reward and the halvings and the fact that eventually there will be no more Bitcoin to mine. Um, they're like, okay, but with when there's no more Bitcoin coming out, what, why would anybody keep mining it? And the answer was always fees. But until now, that didn't seem like that was really enough of a value prop. Um, but we're seeing it now, you know, with these crazy fees and the fact that we've had multiple blocks where, um, you know, miners are making more than they, that, than the block reward just on the fees. So um, I think it's, I think it's uh, it's pretty exciting, although, you know, like we were talking right before we went on, you know, it can be frustrating if you've got um, a bunch of uh, UTXOs split up. Like if you've been like, let's say you've been uh, dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin every week and, and doing, you know, doing what you're supposed to do to be safe and putting a little bit of Bitcoin in a hardware wallet every week, you know, and then now you go to move it it's going to cost you a lot of money and fees just to consolidate those UTXOs and move it. So it can be, it can be, um, it's, it's, there's some, there's some sort of some, some negatives to it that I'm seeing now. Um, and I'm curious to see what, what solutions come up. Cause I know there's going to be something, you know what I mean? Some way to yeah. fix this stuff. Awesome. 100%. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think, um, issue as, as long as the focus is, is still here in terms of, you know, where we've come from, which um, was, you know, the, the main people that were uh, focused on Bitcoin weren't focused on really building on issues. But now that group has grown in terms of like the people that want to make Bitcoin better. I think that issues are actually opportunities now versus before issues were just stagnant that like they were like, OK, we don't need to fix this. Bitcoin, there's no nothing wrong with it. Now it's a different approach. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's that that was a big thing that I noticed when I really started getting in into it, into like the the ordinals community was like the um, amazing amount of like develop developer talent that was really flocking to uh, this chain to to try and just build build new cool stuff on top of it. So um, yeah, I think I think we'll it'll be interesting to see how how things. Uh, flesh out over the next, uh, you know, couple months to two years to see what, what sort of more innovations happen. Yeah. 
So uh, you're you're sort of known for your TA. Like, what what how'd you get started with it? And like, um, like what's 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 your experience? Um, well, honestly, I mean, so yeah, like like um, in 2018, uh, you know, the strategy of basically no TA and just sort of <laughs> believing in in uh, the use case or mission of a project. I was, you know, I was quickly, I quickly learned that that was not necessarily the uh, the best way to go about things um, once everything was just in a constant downtrend. Um, and so I got into a couple different communities um, on like Discord and Telegram, and they were just like educational uh, trading communities. And I just learned, I just learned from um, a few different people and um, really sort of, you know, I, <laughs> I had the uh, the education, my uh, my tuition in uh, liquidation emails and stuff uh, from uh, Bitmex, um, but yeah, it was just uh, I really devoted the whole that whole bear market from 2018 to 2019 um, to really just sort of uh, getting the reps in is for for lack of a better uh, better term. I mean, just it's I, I learned by doing, so it was kind of like I I took a lot of these. Um, principles that I learned from just a few people and just kind of through trial and error and observation, I kind of made them my own a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was really just a matter of just doing it every single day for a number, a number of years and uh, just having that screen time and those, in those reps to, to sort of recognize patterns and, um, and then the, the reps to sort of, learn how to manage it and, and realize you're, you're not going to be right every time. Cause that's, yeah. I mean, that, that's the real thing. The TA is, the TA is great, right? The TA is like, it's, it's nice to, to draw a cool chart and um, yeah. it looks good. You make a prediction, you're right. You feel smart. Great. But uh, in terms of actually making money, it's uh, it's execution and, and uh, risk management that, that really makes the difference. It's like, it's the, bo the more boring part of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Making those losses, making those losses cheap uh, is really where the profit lies, uh, even though that's not really what most people are thinking about. They're thinking about the big, the big gainer. It's more about keeping yourself in the, in the game. You know, it's sort of like uh, it's analogous to like playing poker where like you, you just got to have the chips to be there when you get the opportunity and uh, otherwise you'll just miss it. And so that's a, yeah, that's a great analogy actually with poker. Um, being patient, um, minimizing your losses, knowing whenever you're, you know, you've lost and just get out. Um, you know, there's a couple, uh, big accounts on YouTube and stuff that are known for trading. Is there any of those that you kind of, uh, I guess resonated with and, and learned from like the Eric crowns, the Mitch Ray's, those types, or, or was, did you kind uh, of no. develop it through smaller groups? Yeah, more just more just through smaller groups and, and some one on one uh, stuff. It's it's more uh, I've, I've more developed it through just um, relationships with different traders and just sort of bouncing ideas off people. Um, and that's sort of like you, that's sort of what I like about those daily spaces uh, that we do where we have, you know, there's like my partner after I was investing who comes on. I mean, we're bouncing ideas all the time, but then there's there's other people who come on and it's just it's great to have sort of a meeting of the minds. And sometimes we all agree, but it's it's better when we don't. You know, that's when you, that's yeah. when it really gives you sort of an edge when you're like, oh, OK, I didn't look at it that way. 
um, I'm not I'm uh, you, I'm not too big on um, YouTube videos um, for trading and stuff. I, I don't know if it's I think I just have a kind of a short attention span. So like I'll start watching a video and I'll just be I'll just I'll just get distracted by something else and not pay attention. So it's more like the um, the one on one stuff and, and um, uh, learning learning hands on uh, from from other people and just from from myself, to be honest. Um, gotcha. So, so, so let's go back. So you're, you're in ordinals and, uh, you, you're, you're, you're kind of like, you know, doing your thing over here, paying attention. And then you, uh, you, you have a, you know, you have an idea to create your own project. Could you, uh, can you walk us through that? Yeah. So this was actually, this was actually funny because it wasn't initially going to be like my, my project. I was advising on this, um, on this Binance smart chain project and they wanted to do, um, they wanted to branch out into NFTs on Binance Smart Chain. And I'm like, I was really not, I was, I was opposed to that idea to begin with. And then when I got back from this like orange pill session uh, spaces that I was on, I'm like, well, you guys want to do NFTs. If, if you want to do NFTs, we should do, do it on ordinals. And, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take the wheel on this or whatever. And um, so we found an artist. Um, they paid for the artist for the artwork and um i got in touch with gamma and um got got us to like launch the first mint and then it then it totally flopped it didn't go anywhere and so they were pretty frustrated and um and but i i was like committed and wanted to keep wanted to keep going so i um so i reimbursed them for the artwork and i just took took over the project uh pretty pretty much uh right at the beginning um and then you know what happened really because i mean initially it was just like we their their branding was um a uh, hundred dollar bill with uh like the pixelated glasses and the deal deal with it uh meme yeah. um so, so that's where we get the the benji's artwork from initially and then but then when things sort of flopped out and um and uh, it didn't, you know, I think we minted like 40 or something out of the, uh, at the first initial launch. And um, I talked to Knox on, uh, from the, from the uh, Skull X project. Um, Cause at this, at that point I was just like on the, on the ordinal spaces every day. I was meeting all these different cool people. Like it was so welcoming. It was great. Like I was talking to all these different founders uh, and people giving me advice. And I talked to Knox, I'm like, what what do I do, man? I don't, I, I'm so frustrated. I thought this was going to, you know, mint out right away and this would be great. Whatever, whatever. And he's like, I just think he rushed it, man. There's nothing the he's like, I honestly, I would just pause, pause the mint and just focus on, um, you know, figuring out what sort of community you want to build or whatever. And, um, and then it sort of dawned on me. Um, I'm like, well, what can I actually offer beyond just the artwork? Cause initially it was just like, okay, it's going to be a, a PFP collection art, the, the arts on chain. That's good enough. Um, and I was just like, oh, well, well, I, what, what can I bring to the table? I'm like, oh, well, I can, you know, help people learn to do what I do. And, um, that sort of became that really, that as soon as I did that, like I did a, um, I think I did the first, I, I did some random, I was either on a space or I, or I might, might've opened up a space, um, randomly. And I'm like, I'm, I'm screen sharing in the discord and I, and I, as soon as I did that, I was screen sharing the discord and, and just started charting stuff like uh, on demand, like as people requested me to look at stuff. And all of a sudden, people, 
I was getting great feedback like right away, like from from Knox and and from some of these other Knox and Prism and some of these some of these uh, you know founders that 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 you guys know through the, mm -hmm. through the base community and stuff. Um, but like like that day, like Knox, Knox, like right right as I was doing that, Knox like hit me up in DMs like for me to uh, inscribe him a Benji right then, and um, then he like shared it. Then like some some Skullex people came in the community, uh, got got a couple, and it was like very clear positive feedback that like okay, this is an idea for a community uh, that actually resonates with people. Um, and so that's kind of that's really taken shape. And finally, in the past, in the past, I'd say two months, it's really started to pick up where we have like a nice organic uh, community. There's there's people, um, myself and others, sort of hanging out in the Discord um void you know video chat i'll just sort of leave my leave my chart up on the screen and i'll be doing other stuff and someone comes in i hear them talking and i'm like hey what's up we'll, we'll take live trades in there or whatever um i'll break down you know not just chart stuff for them but like show them exactly like how how i'm doing it and what i'm looking at because like some some of the ta stuff i i do is um it's like like I'll, I'll I'll do like the the Fibonacci retracement, but I do it a little different than other people do it. I'll use it a little different. So like I'll just show people like how I do it, and like, and they can you know either use that as like okay here's here's something to keep in mind. This is his idea, or they can like try and learn and and copy me. But like you know with with the, with trading, the biggest thing is um, uh, it's the market's going to do what it's going to do it's really you against yourself and your own psychology. Like, cause that's where like all that risk management stuff comes in. Cause it's like, you're just trying to ride the wave. If you're, if you're one way or the other, if you're shorting, you're longing, whatever, it's like, you could, you could literally like flip a coin and say long or short, but if you cover your, cover yourself with the right risk management, you, you can be profitable. Um, it's, it's not a crystal ball. You know what I mean? It's a little bit of an edge. There is, there's definitely patterns and stuff you can sort of see happening ahead of time, but people, people tend to get too caught up in, um, you know, thinking that people have to be right all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, like that's always funny on Twitter. If you make, make a chart and you happen to be wrong, people like, like I, like I remember like a month, like a month ago or something, I had like opened a short, and like in the first five minutes, price went beyond my short by like, you know, half a percent. And I'm, I'm immediately getting comments like trying to troll me being like, you're an idiot. I'm like, it's I'm still not stopped out. Like, oh, you know, give it a few minutes. And then it turned my way. I was right. It didn't. That's not even the point, though. But it's like, yeah, I mean, it's you're literally taking a guess, an educated yeah, guess. Yeah. You know? It's not about the forecast as much as it, it is about the discipline. Yes. Yes. And the execution is where 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 it all where all the uh all the profit lies you know yeah for sure yeah these awesome. uh these benjis are really cool i'm like i'm i'm in philly so like uh you know benjamin franklin is like huge here you know so mm -hmm. uh it's pretty cool to that's my my, my, my first reaction was you know because uh, there's so much you know benjamin franklin i think he's a ma one of the mascots i think the soccer team or something so yeah. it's uh it's, it's pretty cool but um yeah so that's the benjis <laughs> nice nice yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, um, I've been I've been having fun with them. I mean, I I've uh, you know initially I have I had the the full like a full collection of it, um, but as we sort of 
started to mint out uh, more because I, I basically I did like the I've done the mint and uh, it's been a really drawn out process. I did the initial gamma mint that uh, sort of flopped at like 44 pieces. And um, then when I started noticing how how high the fees people were paying, so it was like a $15 mint, but people were paying like 45, 50 bucks through gamma. And I'm like looking at the, I'm looking at like how much it would cost me to inscribe myself. I'm like, this isn't right. So I stopped when I paused that I started offering OTC and I would just inscribe it myself and send them, send it to people. So that was like this private thing through like, you know, uh, Google, Google, uh, Google, form, Google forms, people would fill it out and send me the Bitcoin. I would do it. And then I got a, uh, a mint page set up so people could. So because like once once the steam ran out of that, because the, you know, the Google forms, it was like only people who knew me and trusted me would do that. So that sort of ran out of steam too after another 50 or so. And then I did, uh, and then I got like a, a good mint, mint page built and that, that worked really well until the mempool spiked. And then there was a bunch of veggies stuck in the mempool for like five weeks. And then oh, I, man. and then I inscribed. So like when that, they finally cleared, then I inscribed like a hundred something myself and just dropped them on magic Eden. And then those sold. And then since then, since that happened, I've just been gradually um, just sort of, I've been getting new, new traits done um, and doing new artwork just to sort of keep it all interesting and working in different uh, exotic sats and, um, you know, different rarity through the artwork and the collection too. And just sort of gradually um, inscribing them and listing them or selling them OTC. Like I, I've, done a, I've done a few auctions um and stuff like that but i'm not like at this point we've got five five fifty something i think that are on chain now and i've got a a bunch stuck in the mempool <laughs> right still but um i'm i'm less concerned with um selling them all um than i am with just like getting them on chain because like as like it's been interesting because i don't want to i don't want to screw over current holders by just like inscribing a bunch and flooring everything because like that'll just that'll just create you know people racing to the to the to the floor if they want to if they want to exit or, or or need liquidity or whatever that's that's going to work against against everybody so like i just sort of get them on chain i'll list a couple i'll i'll let like the community know like if you like these dm me and we can just yeah. like do it like uh we'll do it like through magic eden but like just send me an offer or whatever. Um, and that's, it's been, it's been pretty good actually just sort of doing it in these different, in these different ways. I mean, it's not the way most projects do it. And, um, but this it's the way that it's gone so slowly has actually been really good. In my opinion, I'm happy about it because if everything had gone as I wanted it to, and we minted it out all out back in June, um, in one go, there wouldn't be there wouldn't be any exotic sats uh, metas baked in. There wouldn't be yeah. all, all these new traits. I wouldn't have the do. I wouldn't have done the dual inscriptions. Um, you know, all there's a lot of like interesting different levels within the collection at this point um, that I think will be very valuable in the future for for speculation. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, there's there's a bunch of different um, sort of metas baked into it that might that different people might think uh, have have more value than others. Like some people love the the sort of more modern uh, art where where they you know they've got like tattoos and they look kind of like 
like thugged out or whatever. Some yeah. people like like the really plain ones that just sort of look look like like old. They just look like Benjamin Franklin. Um, and some people are really into like the the dual inscriptions or the or the the different uh, the different exotic sats and stuff. So I'm trying to you know coming at it as a trader um, and you know thinking about it in terms of um, you know free market like like. I, I know that you need collectors, but you also need flippers um, for the for these things to like stay relevant. You need the volume. You need people to actually speculate on it. And I'm not like I try not to get caught up in the floor price because it's kind of like whatever people are going to people need money. People need to exit people. You know, I get it. You know, I get it. If, if, if you buy into something and within a couple of days, it's not, it's not mooning and you're looking around and everybody else is, is making bags elsewhere. I get that you want to just like rotate your capital elsewhere. So I try not to get too caught up in it, even though it does bother you sometimes when you see people just making stuff that doesn't make sense to you, making yeah. decisions that don't make sense. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, um, first of all, I think the Benjis definitely have like a, a special place in the ordinal space because you, you took your collection and you experimented with it because you know maybe it was because it didn't mint out right away like you said and then you had opportunities to kind of just like think outside of the box and because of that like you were one of the first people to, to do dual inscription or reinscription and 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 educate others in that so uh i commend you for doing that because some people like there's projects there's a project i'm in right where the founder just it was it got slow and he just left right and so um you know, people that stick around and stay through the hard times are the ones that um, definitely are here for the right reasons and, and connect with the community. So I commend you for that. Second thing I want to say is that I think Bitcoin ordinals saved the digital uh, asset marketplace or like market in general, because it added like so much more collectability uh, yeah. traits that had nothing to do with the actual project itself, but more of a standardized, like the way Bitcoin ordinals works, right? Adding like making it more rare through the chain itself, right? And, and my family goes, has like collectible experience. So I actually see, and I think your, your collection doing a, these one-offs and stuff, if you can consolidate the whole collection together as like one big collection and those rare ones are in there, man, I think that's gonna, that could go a long way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. Like that's, I think that it's interesting, right? The ordinals um, does have a lot more layers to it in terms of the collectability between the inscription numbers, cursed inscriptions, the different exotic sats, um, there's a lot more than just like, oh, there's this one rare trait, you know, like in the artwork or, or whatever it is. Um, it's really interesting. Um, and like, even like with the exotic sats, like I find those so interesting because you could kind of, you could kind of imagine all sorts of different cool uh, storytelling things people can do with stuff that, you know, calling them rare sats, like some of them are, are rarer than others, but it's hard to really consider things rare when they're in the millions or trillions um, in supply. But at the same time, I, I like the exotic sats more for like um, the storytelling aspect of it. Like, but like you could find, you know, there's been so much uh, interesting stuff in Bitcoin history. If you can, if you can find the uh, Satoshis that are linked to the, the ranges that are linked to certain, certain historical events um, and you can somehow 
um, make that make sense with whatever artwork you're doing. It's it's pretty cool in terms of the storytelling aspect of it. You know, like there like I did one. I looked up. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing this. Uh, I've been working on this like limited trait um, drop, and I wanted to do different exotic stats for each one of them. There's only like eight of them, and uh, so I looked up you know some numerology numbers for. Benjamin Franklin. And then I went and I just like found a palindrome that had those numbers. And I'm like, this is a good one to use. And it's like, it's not, it's not like a special, it's not like a super special or super expensive uh, Satoshi to use, but it makes sense for that piece. You know what I mean? Um, so that's, I find that stuff uh, pretty cool in terms of the collectability aspect. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. Do we want to jump into some TA and see where Bitcoin's headed? Yeah. Um. One. One more last question about the thing for um. What, what's the max supply going to be? If if you uh twenty five hundred. If, okay. if if I can ever get them all on chain, um. Yeah. But um. Okay. But but yeah. I uh. Yeah. Twenty five hundred was supposed to be the uh, the full supply um from the beginning, and I didn't want to be uh one of these projects that just sort of gives up and caps it. Um. Although I might, I might not have a choice if like, <laughs> fees don't chill out. Um, I mean, you'd be paying way more than floor and fees easily. So I know, man. That's that's what's <laughs> wild, right? I was saying that, like, you know, when fees were at ha like half of what they are now, I was like, I was letting people in the community know, I'm like, listen, these Benjis are going to be a little bit more expensive because I was I, I inscribed a lot of them at like two and three sats uh, fees. Um, I just, I, I, my only regret is I didn't have all of the artwork ready. Cause like I've been doing, I've been doing them sort of like one by one by hand, um, just with the new traits, like rather than just generating it, I, I have all the layers and I just sort of stack them and try and try and like put them together. So they look cool to, to put like, it's more labor intensive, the least efficient way to do it, but I, I like the end result of it. So my only regret is I didn't have as much artwork ready when the fees were that low. So I was trying to take advantage and going as fast as I could um, when the fees were that low. And then, and now I'm just like kicking myself that I didn't have another, you know, a couple hundred ready to just, just at least get on chain. Uh, but sure. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, man. Take us through your, uh, getting your TA stuff, dude. I'm excited for this. I'm really curious about, um, where Bitcoin's headed, man. Like, so we, we had this, um, we had this run up from, you know, 20, 24,000 all the way up to about 46. And now we're kind of sitting around 42. If you can take us through that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Let me clear this chart a little here. So this is, um, this is just a three day chart. This is like, excuse me. Um, three day chart is like my favorite, uh, time frame, And I mean, this, you know, we're at a, uh, a pretty significant resistance here, but it seems to be like, this is kind of like the, where, where I would expect it to want to go like 45, 46, 47, at least. Right. And, the, but then the interesting is thing is if we break this high at 48, there's really not too many levels above it um, in terms of resistance. Like just these levels that we're at now, I mean, above basically 40K, we don't have that much price history. It's just this, just this here, right? And it's all these volatile swings. So even 
I mean, we're seeing it already, right? If you look at these, if you look at these daily candles, they're all like, or these three-day candles, they're like, you know, seven percent, five percent. They're they're pretty significant moves um, once we're above forty k, and it, we could still just stay consolidating between forty and forty four for a while. Um, but you know, one thing, I mean, I I posted this the other day um, using my. Uh, my fibs it was kind of kind of a troll but at the same time it's a legit setup so we've it there's there's the possibility here like this would be like using the 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 fib retracement as a uh, short setup right and let me get this magnet off here let me see if i can get this working so this would be basically the where we would look for a short where we topped um and the target the target for it would be down here from 9k to 14k i saw <laughs> that yeah i remember that now <laughs> and i mean you know uh grain of salt because it doesn't have to go there right like this is um this is uh this is a fibonacci retracement uh sort of theory or method, whatever you want to call it. And basically the idea is, you know, you have a move. So it's from like this high at 48K down to this low at 17.4 or so. So you, you have that move and then you use the, the retracement tool to try and find an area that's like about 80% retracing that move. And that would be your entry to sort of keep going in that direction, right? So that's the basic uh, idea of it. Um, but it doesn't necessarily have to go to the target. Like it can, this like midpoint line at like 30 K it could just go there and bounce hard, keep going and like totally invalidate, uh, any idea of this target. And I mean, that's, that seems more realistic, right? But there are some reasons to think it could possibly go that, go that low. Like there's like, um, the 2019 high of, um, of uh, it was like 13.8 K I think um, it never got retested. Like we, we, we just blast through it. Usually typically you go through a level, you want to see it like break and then get retested. Like just, you know, this green line, for instance, we came up above it, tested, it came down, came up above it, but like tested it for support and then eventually broke through it. But like you want, you want to see like a level get for like a healthy chart, it doesn't have to go this way, but you, you typically want to see like a resistance level get broken through and then come back for a test and then sort of confirmed as now support. Um, so like the fact that that never happened with the 2019 high has always been sort of in the back of my mind um, as a potential uh, bottom that that uh, that we could see just a, a real gnarly uh, wick to on some flat on some black black swan event. Um, there's also, I think there's like a CME gap, um, at, uh, about 12 K I think. Um, but you know, I, that seems totally crazy. Right. But like a couple weeks ago, it seemed crazy to be saying, uh, 48, 50 K. Um, so it's, things can change pretty quick. And all of a sudden what seemed crazy seems very plausible. So, um, I don't necessarily think this is going to happen, but I do, I mean, there's a lot of reasons beyond just uh, TA um, for me to think, uh, you know, we're, we're 
possibly at like a, a, a short term top, at least like um, even just like the simple these moving averages here. Uh, these these are EMAs, uh, the 12 and the 26 and like on on the three day and the higher time frames, a lot of times uh, you can see a really it'll seem to come out of nowhere, but you'll get like a wick down into them and um, and it'll just sort of confirm that as support and then continue its trend. But I mean, this bottom one is at like 37K and a wick down to there would totally send people in a panic, but it could just bounce there and that'd be it. Um, and that's 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 honestly more what I'm expecting than, you know, a drop from here to 14K. Um, 30, like 37K, we, we would still be in an uptrend. Uh, it would shake out a lot of people uh, because just on sentiment alone i mean it's super frothy people have been able to you know kind of long their longs uh for a number of weeks now um it just it's i think we haven't really had um we had i guess we had like an eight percent drop uh from 44 to like 40k and that was like a pretty good shakeout but you know, typically in a bull in a bull market, you'll get these 20 to 30 percent uh, dips that totally make everybody panic. Um, but then it just resumes uh, its uptrend. And it's healthy. You want to see that. You know what I mean? It's it's that's those it's healthy, type for, of, it's healthy for the market makers. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's healthy. Uh Oh, I think uh, we lost you. He's, uh, his... Yeah. So you want to see, you know, you want to see those corrections. Um, it's healthy for the, for the price action, uh, for continuation upwards. If you just get a blow off top, that's, that's when you get, uh, you know, trend reversals and, and stuff is just stuff. Won't, it won't keep going in the direction you want. You want to, you, you want to see, um, I mean, even if we just hang out here, uh, basically from 40 to 44k it could just stay sideways up up in that 10 percent range and chop people up and drive people nuts and I, I mean that would be great for um you know the altcoin markets they, they'll probably do really well if, if bitcoin can just sort of stay above 40k but um yeah i i mean the levels to watch really are like 46 to 48k as a potential uh local top um if we get there and then um, 36, 37K, I think is probably going to be a nice uh, buying opportunity. Um, and it, I mean, for us to break through the 48K level, which is pretty significant, um, I feel like we need to get a nice drop down first. Um, but I could be totally wrong. I mean, we could, we could just keep grinding up towards that, keep knocking away and eating at, eating away at that resistance. And then, like I said before, there's really not much above that uh, between between this high and the all time high. It's just there's no there's no significant. You know, we've had these little you have these little sell offs here, but really above this high here at 48 K, the next plausible resistance is really all the way up at all time high to be honest oh, man. Like, like it's pretty crazy i mean there's there's just there's only a few levels here like when you're looking at when you're looking at this it's like like i said there's so limited it's like 
you know, 52, 48, maybe this high, like just shy of 60. And then you're really, it's like, there's just these huge gaps where there's not really much price action to make you think that this is a significant uh, resistance area. So 48K is really the, the big the big level to keep an eye on. If that breaks, it's all-time high, kind of. Next. I, I, yeah, I don't want to say guaranteed, but it, it kind of seems that way, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just I, 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 I'm expecting kind of, you know, go down to 37, maybe, maybe keep just sort of messing around sideways for a bit. And then eventually we'll, we'll get that, but it probably will take, I don't, I don't really, I'm not one of these people who expects, you know, new all time high before the halving. Um, I feel like I see too much, too many people thinking that and the majority is not going to, not going to be right. But like, yeah. But, uh, you know, who knows? I mean, the ETF, it's hard to really, it's, it's hard, you know, the, the, the meme of, uh, uh, you know, this time's different. This time actually might be different because, you know, there's a lot, a lot happening. I mean, between, between the having ordinals, uh, basically making the, the fee, if fees keep up the way that they do, the having almost doesn't even matter because because miners are just making a killing as it is. Um, you know, the ETF, you look at what happened when gold got their their ETF approval, it just it just went absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, it, it could be this time is different, you know. But you know, the the one thing I've I've been thinking about is um miners, miners making all this money right now on fees, right? Miners are really the supply. They're the, they're the main sellers, you know? So if I'm a, if I'm a mining company and I'm making crazy amount, crazy amounts of fees right now in, in Bitcoin. Um, and I know that within six months, um, these current fee rates may or may not keep up, but I've got this, this, uh, this nice war chest that's building up of Bitcoin on, on these fees. But I also know that um, when the halving comes, my subsidy is going to be cut in half. It it would be pretty smart for them to sell off a lot of the a lot of the profits they're making right now while price is high before they know that what's coming in because the one they don't know if the fees are going to keep going this high right after the halving. They, the one thing they know is that the the subsidy they get in in each block is going to be cut in half. So. In terms of uh, making sure they can keep the lights on um, in their in their rigs running, they might be incentivized to sell off a lot of the a lot of the supply that they're that they're getting right now. Um, as as counterintuitive as that 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 might yeah. seem, you know what I mean. It's kind of like if you're thinking of it, because because I mean, I have no idea how 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 it works, how they manage it, but I know that like. They have to they have to prepare for the next year year or more um, just to keep operational costs up. So like they're 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 getting a ton a ton of Bitcoin right now. Price is high. It's just sort of hanging out up here. You know the difference between their runway to keep things keep things running um, at the price it is now compared to if we get a 20, 30 percent drop. It's it's a big difference. You know. So I don't know. I think I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, the last, the last having, 
we got a big drop rate before. Yes, the catalyst was COVID, the COVID crash or whatever. Uh, but then even after that, it took another, it took until, it took like another six months almost um, for us to actually break the previous all-time high and really get trucking. So it's, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, but but I, I, I feel just based on the sentiment alone and how, how much money's being thrown around, um, it just, it seems pretty dangerous right now to be getting uh, overly, overly bullish and maybe a little premature to be thinking we're in full, full bull market swing. That's, that's my unpopular opinion, <laughs> but gotcha. uh, you know. Um, so I, I have a question. So um, what, what do you think is going to like happen like long, let's just say long-term, like if you, you zoomed out to the week, what do you think mm -hmm. the, the bull market top's going to be? Um, uh, about quarter million for a Bitcoin, quarter million okay. to 266K. I actually, I, I, I had a chart I did for that. I don't think I have it saved anymore. And, and that could that could hit uh, from anywhere between 2024 to 2025, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I would think, you know, if you stick with the four year cycle, I would think uh, probably 20, you know, late 2025 makes the most sense. Um, okay. I had a chart. Do I have it saved? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I, ha I had a chart that I actually inscribed um, on one of my um, on one of my dual inscriptions uh, as the cursed inscription on the backside. That's like a chart with the 250 K uh, target. Um, let me see if I can find it real quick here. If I can find the scenario. Yeah, I think that's it right there. So basically, and we're at a critical level, even on this range. So like to, you know, this like green, like midpoint is kind of the decision point. The fact that we're above it is pretty bullish, kind of guarantees this, if it can hold above this, it sort of guarantees this first target zone of 70 to 80 K. And then this 247 K to 263 K would be the, uh, the wow. target. <laughs> so we'll, <laughs> we'll see, man. But you know, the caveat there is this, this, uh, this, this green line is kind of the line in the sand. If we, we fall back through that mm -hmm. then this bottom, this bottom bid zone here, from that we just sort of we only hit the the top of it um goes right down to that 11k that i mentioned before so something uh that would really really go cr be crazy is if this this broke if this uh if we lost that support and we went down to here <laughs> on some black swan <laughs> And then just freak and then go nuts and go yeah. you know well black swan <laughs> would have to be something like pretty significant because it could like honestly just be us going to war with iraq you know iraq <laughs> yeah iran maybe oh iran iran yeah, yeah. iran sorry yes um yeah that definitely would you know scare the markets all markets but like maybe like a denial of all etfs and it was like a, a psyop psyop the entire time would maybe yeah. do something but we we've yeah. gone through so many black swans the past year and a half i feel like bitcoin is like a beaten up like i don't know like almost kind of like a 
I don't know, like a like a MMA fighter that's gone through so much. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, or like or like uh, you know Michael Myers, just like just keeps coming up. up. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's wild, right? Because I mean even this stuff recently with Binance, right? I mean I think CZ kind of saved it by jumping on that grenade, um, but that was sort of. Uh, the one of the looming uh, potential black swans in my mind, at least um, uh, Binance being shut down or, or uh, some major, um, major fine like they paid, but um, it kind of ended up being nothing. Right. Um, it's wild. To, it's wild to think that he's uh, that he's, you know, likely going to jail. And I think it was, it was not that it was, I forget exactly when it was, but um you know, as you guys know that guy, uh, Crypto Cobain, he's like a real uh, yeah. crypto Twitter OG. Yeah. Um, a year, maybe a year or or longer, uh, there was like a joke where where he had um, he had put some um, encrypted message that said uh, Interpol has a warrant for CZ's, uh, CZ's arrest. And it made like the whole like when someone de decoded it. Um, yeah. It made the whole market crash like crazy, and then we oh, actually, yeah. we have a actually legit, uh, you know, charges brought against uh, CZ and Binance, and it really didn't have a major effect. Um, not at all. Yeah. Not 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 anywhere near what uh, that sort of joke rumor did. So um, it's almost as if people expected that, and it's priced in, and then they're surprised that they were able to pay the pay the fine, and then that he's he just stepped down, and so the it's not the company taking the fall, you know? So, yeah, I mean, in terms of a, a black swan that could do it, it's, 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 uh, it's hard to predict, right? Like I net, like when, you know, when you look back at like the previous black swans, you know, the COVID crash, um, FTX, it's like, I saw evidence of the market turning in the chart, but there's no way I would have known that's what, either of those was what it, it was going to be. You know, I never would have predicted that for, yeah. for either of those things. Um, so who knows, you know, it could be uh, something like uh, tether imploding coin, Coinbase, uh, something with Coinbase, uh, USDC, yeah. who knows, you know, um, I do worry a little bit about like the lending uh, type of instruments uh, that we we're seeing um, starting to get rolled out. As nice as it is when things are going up, I think those I think that that type of financial instrument um, built uh, trying to use crypto, uh, these volatile assets, even Bitcoin uh, being the more one of the more stable of them, um, having uh, these lending instruments built around uh, volatile assets is super dangerous, uh, in my opinion, um, like I don't want to. I don't know. I feel I feel yeah. weird. I feel weird saying it because I don't want to like FUD uh, projects that are doing this because it is cool. DeFi yeah. is very interesting, but it's just you know like uh, like liquidium is is great, right? While things are going up, it's fantastic because uh, both the lenders and the borrowers are in a great spot. But if the market's turning and everything's going down, what incentive does the borrower have to pay back? The loan, and then the and then the person who lended it out and now is holding that ordinal that's going down in price. Why wouldn't they just floor it and floor it, floor it, and everybody else is flooring it, floor it, floor it. You could see, you could sort of see. It doesn't take too much imagination to see how that situation could turn bad 
and become like a contagion type thing. Yeah. Um, it's even though it's peer to peer and it's not centralized like Celsius or, um, or uh, Genesis or, or th those other things we saw sort of fall apart um, a couple years ago. It's, well, you, you it's still good. It the, yeah. You saw it with the board apes. Yeah. Um, uh, was it, was blur blur was offering uh lending, for board apes, I think, and I believe so. Yeah, people couldn't pay him back, and and Blur was just flooring them. And it, I mean, it, it's a chain reaction at that point. Exactly, exactly. And that's, I mean, that's sort of that's one thing that potentially could go bad if there if there's just a little bit of like it could be not even a crazy because like emotions emotions are really what drive these things, right? And they drive all that's what drives all markets more than the yeah. math or the money or whatever. So. So you could see a scenario where there's just a temporary uh, downturn in the market that, you know, wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. But you've got all this sort of collateralized stuff going on and people panicking because of these loans or whatever. And you could see it just escalate and make things way worse. I mean, yeah, I hope 100%. that I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah. But the, this, these sort of complex financial instruments are great in a bull market when everything's up only. You know stuff like uh, you know Luna, Lunaterra, and all these things that that blew up are great when it's when everything's going up. But as soon as things are going down, that it yeah. it, re it really starts to the house of cards starts to fall apart. So yeah, that's one thing I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, it's it's like smart people, really smart people, come up with these things, and it can be dangerous when really smart people are coming up with ideas because they can kind of think they're smarter than they they really are that they can outsmart yeah. just like the the craziness of markets in general especially crypto markets so 100 percent. i actually that is the reason we fell so hard was because one black swan after another uh, started with luna but ftx was involved with a lot of that yep. in terms of uh the house of cards falling i don't think we're there i think we're like there was a lot of ptsd from that um in the industry um but i think like greed is what caused that and that greed is cyclical right in terms of where when people are making money they always want more yeah you know they, they feel invincible too so like they yeah. so yeah so you get people's like the whole thing with ftx like it's wild like people sort of like try and laugh about it and be like how could you lose money when you have your trading accounts on god mode and they and they can't be liquidated well the liquidation would have acted if they had been able to get liquidated on their accounts, it would have actually saved them because yeah. they wouldn't, they wouldn't yeah. have been able to run up these, you know, multi-billion dollar uh, negative P&Ls. Um, so it's like, again, that's that's these these really smart, smart kids thinking that they're thinking that they can just, you know, oh, we'll set it up so we so we won't get liquidated and we'll be fine. But no, because now you now you're now you have basically an unlimited debt that you're going to owe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, versus having it normal checks and balances in place. But um, yeah, man, we'll see, man. So two sixty eight or eleven, right? <laughs> so two hundred sixty eight thousand or eleven? Both. Why not both, man? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chalman, man, it's been absolutely amazing. We really appreciate your time. I know it's real early on a Sunday for you, but thank you so much, man. Yeah, no, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate it for sure. And, um, you know, you're always welcome on the show. Um, as you know, we're all based members and uh, we're familiar with each other and stuff. So you're always welcome back. And we like like Susie said, we appreciate it. And we look forward to the next time having you on.
All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Anytime. All right. Take it easy. Later, guys. So that was fun. Uh, it was yeah. really awesome, dude. It was, yeah. I love, I love it. It was either 268, 11. You know, it's like, it was, I was, it was cool. I, I, yeah. I, I do enjoy watching TA. I'm not a big TA guy. I'm not, not a trader, but I, I do love being, um, you know, it's really smart people really breaking it down for me. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I like his approach to it saying, Hey, look, this is just like plotting out a, a, a possible forecast. Um, but you can't, you can't, uh, fall in love with that right like yeah. you have to realize that to be successful in trading um is has to do more with discipline and uh sticking to your strategy rather than uh your pride getting in the way saying you know i know i'm right i'm no i'm right i'm no right because that that will cause you to lose much more so, yeah yeah really cool and you can't really make it like like emotional decisions it really has to be thought out like like he said so yeah all right, guys, if you enjoyed this episode, hit that like for us. Uh, please su subscribe, hit the little bell icon. We appreciate you guys. And if you cannot watch, you can definitely listen. We're on Apple, we're on Spotify. And uh, yeah, so um, we had a really good, good week coming up this week. Uh, so just look out for that. And yeah, anything? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, just heading in, into the, the last week and in, into Christmas, you know, it's going to be. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what happens here in the ordinal B BRC twenty space and Bitcoin layer ones, but uh, I'm 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 actually really excited to see what happens tomorrow because we just had a bunch of energy kind of you know rise up in, in the space and and just trying to see what how it responds you 100%. know with this fresh week. But yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, we we appreciate all you guys. Um, you know, we do have our members group, so check that out if you're interested. You can join. Um, if not, no worries. It just gives you a little bit more insight into Shizzy and Yagobi's mindset where we're doing with our uh, you know where our mind is in the space so but yeah that's yep. pretty much it see you guys peace